name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and your friends, conversations about current events and pop culture and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth episode by my count, Donna, 307 of my second act. Wow. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. It's chilly up here. Wonderful. Feels got wonderful. a little nip in the air. Um, okay. So I just returned from Knoxville. Um, I was there for the weekend. Charlotte and I went up. You were in Nashville um, the yes. day before. We were in all parts of Tennessee, but nowhere near each other. Um, I never realized, as I've told you before, how far Nashville was from Knoxville. It's quite a drive. Like you think you're like right around, you know, right across the street, but you're not. So anyways, went up to Knoxville with Charlotte and um, drove Fudge. The cat. Yes, so I just gone. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit later, I guess. Should we? Uh, sure, but Fudge, you won't hear him pawing at the door. Anyway. You will not hear him pawing at the door. Um, but what I wanted He's to talk relocated. about. He has been relocated. What I wanted to talk about is I drove up with Charlotte, who Charlotte is our 16-year-old daughter, who is a junior in high school. And I went to drop Fudge, the cat, and also to see Olivia, um, who is our... 19. Yes. I get this so mixed up. 19 year old. No, I'm not good with ages. 19 year old daughter who is a freshman at the University of Tennessee. Very well done, daughter. Name checked everybody. Very well done. And then Will. That's very well done. Will, our 23 year old, lives in Knoxville yes. and is returning to Atlanta to start working down here because why would it be that easy? Um, so at, at any rate, I got a lot of one on one time with Charlotte because we were in the car together. We stayed together. Um, and then spent most of Saturday with Olivia and her boyfriend, Jack. We went to dinner Saturday night. Sunday, we went to Dollywood, all of us, um, the three of us. And then Sunday night, myself, Will, and Charlotte went to dinner, if everybody's keeping up with this. Um, it was very noticeable to me. It was First of all, it was wonderful. It was probably, um, I got some good sleep, what, like, I want to say like Sunday, because I had kind of seen all three kids. And I had spent time, like a lot of time with all three of them. And, um, you know, when your kids are little, if you have little kids and you're listening to this podcast, you, you know, and no, no age of parenting is easy. Um, when they're little, there's just, you know, you're just kind of trying to keep them alive, quite honestly. And, and you're enjoying every step that they're doing, literally every step and the phases. But, you know, you say when they're little that the, the days are short. No, the days are long and the years are short. And at this phase where we're at right now, I just realized I think there's a lot of um, parents who think walking into this phase that it's kind of easy because this is when you and your spouse sort of get your lives back because they're grown. They can take care of themselves. They're technically out of your house. They're getting to maybe the end of your payroll. And what I realized this well, they we- never get to the end of your payroll. They never get to the end of your payroll. But what I realized this weekend is that they um, they need us now more than ever as parents because I was telling you, they don't need us to wipe their rear ends, teach them how to, hopefully not, teach them how to go to the bathroom, brush their hair, um, that type of thing. But they need us for big things or what they consider are big things. You know, we think all the time that they're, when they get to a certain point, we've done our work and they're grown. And from spending time with all three of them and this is really interesting too. All three of them, while they are technically kind of grown, are in very, very different phases of their lives. Charlotte is trying to figure out school, boys, college, um, just growing up, you know, um, things that are going on around her with her friend group and, you know, just all kinds of things um, and where she kind of stands in life and what she stands for and all that stuff. Olivia is took on a really challenging schedule, as some freshmen do, and I think she's trying to figure out how to balance that um, and 
you know, have a have a school school balance life, but I think they feel complete, especially if they're going out of state. They feel very overwhelmed that they have to be perfect and they have to pers- you know post these perfect grades because you're paying for them to go to college and they know that they're aware of it. Um, and then with Will, he is in a new phase of his life where he's kind of trying to figure out what career path he really wants to stay on and what he needs to do. And so I found myself this weekend, I was exhausted when I got into the bed Sunday night because I thought to myself, self, I've been engaged in like three amazing conversations throughout the weekend, but some of it heavy, some light, but I had to really dig in. And I think that sometimes, you know, I haven't seen them in a while. So the tendency was to sit down. And of course, the first thing they're like, you know, What's going on with dad? How are you guys? What's going on here? You know, and you want to tell them the stuff. But then I found myself really having to just sit back and listen and not judge and not jump out of the gate like I have a tendency to do to say, well, I think you should do it this way or, you know, and just kind of listen. And um, it just really made me realize that. And I know most people who are listening know this, but never think that they don't need you or want you or want your advice or need your advice. And I even told you, I think there's things that we take for granted that they know how to do and they just don't. Right, Like what? Well, like I was talking to Will, like I, I was saying to you about his new job and I'm like, you know, did you get that in writing? Do you have a contract? Do you have, a, and, and just, you know, they just, I mean, they have to go through some hard knocks and you have to let them go through it to realize the things that they probably needed to do. Right. You know, because they're very naive. Even at this age, they're very naive. And I also think that we as parents sometimes assume that they feel a certain way or think a certain way or because they don't text us or they don't call us or they don't ask us questions or they cut us off or whatever, that they don't value our opinion or need us. And they do. I'm here to tell you, they do. If mine do, yours do. So um, it was just, it was a really good weekend. I came back... um, with little, smaller amount of concern and larger amount of um, admiration that we've raised three really good kids. Indeed. That, you know, still need how, us. How do, how do I look in orange? I like it. You brought me back a uh, Tennessee dad t-shirt and ball cap. The game against Alabama, first time that Tennessee has defeated Alabama since 2006. Here is reaction from the suite that was hosting the 1998 Vols National Championship team. Just craziness. Cra- craziness in Sydney. Bedlam. That is uh, Leonard Little, Jamal Lewis, Al Wilson, the great Carl Pickens. After the walk-off field goal, walk-off field goal, one second left in the game. Because it had gone back and forth and back and forth. It was unsteady, kind of like Herschel Walker Friday night in the Senate debate in Savannah. Yeah. Just a little shaky, a little wobbly. Back and forth and back and forth. One second on the clock, Tennessee kicks a field goal. And they win, 52-49. It was unbelievable. And when you're on campus, we did not go to the game because tickets were outrageously expensive. So Charlotte and I, Will was at the game. Um, Charlotte and I just kind of walked around and did – we. Um, we're at a, they had a huge tailgate out on the green with like tons of TVs. And I will say as a dog fan, I know you dog fans that they've already been, I've had a lot of dog fans coming at me that they feel like I'm turning and that's not it. I will never not be a dog fan because that's where I graduated from. However, 
Tennessee fans were very welcoming. Now, I heard they weren't quite as welcoming to the Alabama fans when they were leaving. But as far as like taking us in, because I did not have on orange, I had on black. I cannot wear but orange. You weren't Georgia Bulldog ready. No, I, Charlotte was actually wearing a, um, a national championship pullover when we got out of the car. I said, Charlotte, you can't wear that. You cannot wear that. A Georgia Bulldog one? Yes. I love it. So That's she took it off one. and just had a tank top on, which I, I don't even I know that. about that. So at the end of the game, they stormed the field, they being the, those in orange, and they take down the two goalposts. They carry them out of the stadium. A lot of question about that. Okay. How did they get them out of the stadium? And um, from our man on the field, that's our son, Will. Right. Um, he said that they just let them walk right on through. They did. They did. Here is the president of the University of Tennessee, Randy Boyd, and he's watching the students storm the field. Randy, how much is that going to cost? It doesn't matter. It does every year. It doesn't matter, he says. It doesn't matter. I can tell you exactly how much it's going to cost. $173,000 to replace two goalposts, and they must be replaced in the next two weeks because they have a night game at uh, the stadium on the 29th of October. The uh, athletic director at the University of Tennessee does not necessarily agree with the president, Randy Boyd, because the AD has started a GoFundMe account, and he's trying to raise... Uh, $173,000. It's the new goalposts fund. It was up to 66 today. Was it? Mm-hmm. I don't know when I can do the screen grab. Here's the thing. The University of Tennessee has a $1.34 billion endowment and makes revenue from sports around $150 million a year. Most of that revenue from football, of course. And they're setting up a GoFundMe account for fans to buy them new goalposts. What do you think about this? I think it was just kind of like a, I think it was like a, a joke in a way. I mean, I think they're, they're glad they've gotten the money and I hope that they use them for the field goal. I mean, the field post or whatever, the goal post. Um, but I think it was kind of just a nod to the Tennessee fans to say, you know, this wasn't just an average game. This was like a game that nobody, everyone I've talked to, whether they were, you know, a, an Alab- a Tennessee fan, Alabama fan, they're like, there will never be another game. I'm sure there will be at some point, but like that. Um, it was just unbelievable and pure unbridled joy from these Tennessee fans. And, you know, I'm not an Alabama fan, so to see Nick Saban, a little, little sad. Yeah, well, he was on the side just yelling. Just yelling, yelling, on the yelling, side. yelling, yelling. I yelling. was at a charity. I was hosting a black tie event here in Atlanta for the Humane Society. I came back from Nashville Friday night or Saturday morning to host this event. I was watching the Tennessee-Alabama game because it was just so, it was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Um, they took the goalposts to the river. Yeah, they, they put them in the them Cumberland to River. The river. Yeah. And, and laid them in the river like yeah. they were crosses. Yeah. Well, they had done that before when they right, took, right. you know, at a, at a previous time when they won, you know, in the past, they took them to the Cumberland River. I'm sitting um, somewhere. I don't even know where. And Charlotte says to me, out of nowhere, we see it on the TV that they're carrying them down to the river. And she says, do you think Will is in the middle of that? And at that moment, I had, I had thought about him being at the game a long time ago, but I didn't think about the whole aftermath. I'm like, oh, my God. And so I texted him, and he didn't get back to me. And when we had dinner, he said he indeed was down on the field. And he tried to get to the goalpost, but he couldn't. This is my favorite thing. He said that there were – I said, were people just like – was it just chaos? And he said, well, like I accidentally elbowed a girl. He said, and I I would never elbow a girl. And so he said, I told the girl, I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I would never elbow a girl. And she goes, no, 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 it's okay. We're all good. We're all fans today. So he said people were getting punched and knocked down, and people would pick people up and help them out. Have, have you seen the photographs of the field when when they stormed it? I mean, it's not it's orange. You can't you don't see you a, can't a, see a, a anything piece of turf piece of whatever that field is. You don't see it at all. 
I told you my favorite video are the two referees who, after the Tennessee kicker, which imagine the pressure on this yeah, guy no kidding, or no his kidding. Pa- his mom, you know, he's set up to do this, but his mom and his dad are probably like, what on earth? Why? Um, and like he would, he got up and after he kicked it, the two referees that were in, you know, down where he kicked it, the obviously field. the field, oh, the goalpost, right, right. they took off running. They were like zigzagging, like, where's Waldo? They're like, we got to get the hell out well, of here. Because they know what's coming. Yeah, we got to get the hell out of here. They know what's coming. Uh, Tennessee was trolling Alabama inside the stadium after the clock ticked out and the field goal was made by playing this song in the stadium Saturday night. Spend my dollar, life in Alabama. Playing it in the stadium now. Oh my God. Trolling them. In their or- I've never seen so many people with overalls on with nothing underneath them. I literally did not what do you think-, think about that look. I did not think that was a thing, but it is a thing. No, is, I have yeah. never seen so much orange and worn in different ways where I was just like. Worn in different ways. Well, people, I mean, some creativity with the orange. I figured out I could definitely do like an an orange, like button downy type shirt if uh-huh. I tied it up with a pair of white jeans. Okay, all right. Okay. But these people like, I mean, Charlotte tried to talk me to get a pair of those overalls. She said, mom, I'll pay you. I said, first of all, you don't have any money to pay me, but she was going to pay me to wear the overalls with just my bra underneath. Can you imagine? With just your bra underneath. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Chesney and his girlfriend, Kelsey Ballerini. Okay. Worth the game. Now. Together. It's the uh, the East Tennessee gang. It was Morgan Wallen. It was Kenny Chesney, Kelsey Ballerini, and Peyton Manning. Peyton has a bar in Knoxville. Did you know that? I, I do. It's right by The Graduate, which is where Morgan Wallen's Are we sure about that, though? We're sure. I got the news, and I told Charlotte. I didn't realize how long the game was going to be. So I said, Charlotte. We're heading over to the graduate because we can watch the game there. Mama can get a little glass of wine. We have to sit on this grass and watch it on this big screen TV. So she's all for that. And we had to go by the Vol store before to get you your stuff right and her stuff. Right and I'm now. like, we got to get moving. Got to get moving. Got to get moving. Because I had heard, heard, confirmed that Morgan Wallen was staying at the graduate. And I figured after the game, he would maybe swing by there, change his shirt, and nah, head back Morgan's out. Morgan's not changing his shirt. But yes, he um, Peyton Manning has a bar, and he showed up there, and there's so much TikToks. So I did not. I mean, I stalked and stalked and stalked him. I couldn't get into the bar because I had Charlotte. So here's the thing about Morgan. Friday night he was in Nashville, popped into the Jason Aldean show at Bridgestone Arena. Saturday he was in Knoxville. Kenny Chesney, who was like the ringleader of the East Tennessee gang, was in Knoxville for the game Saturday. Back in Nashville Sunday night to honor Joe Galani, Country Music Hall of Fame medallion ceremony. Former head of uh, the record label, what RCA, I guess, or yes, RCA. RCA. He was uh, he got a medallion award, and so all the artists that he kind of launched came back to perform songs at the award ceremony on Sunday nights. So everybody's kind of going back and forth between Knoxville and Nashville, including the uh, Donna and and, and Caddy Jacks. Yes, we were all over the place. Uh, for for T uh, for UT fans, this is uh, the CDB Charlie Daniels Band. Just a moment of Rocky Top. This was uh, Charlie Daniels Band on a uh, USO tour in Iraq, performing for the. U.S. Uh, the men and women of the U.S. military. Once I had a girl on Rocky Top, half paradise, half cat. Wild as a meat, but sweet as soda pop. I still dream about that. Sing CDB. Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top, whoa, Rocky Top, Tennessee, Rocky Top, Tennessee. You got some? Guess how much tickets are going for for the um, Tennessee Georgia game, which is November fifth. It's a night game, isn't it? 
I think. Yeah, yes. Yeah, they just announced that. It's going to be uh, crazy. No um, okay, the highest, highest upper level tickets, 601. Now, that's where you're like just barely hanging on Seriously. so you don't fall off. $742. Wow, per a ticket. A ticket. Well, when is the game? November 5th. Upper level, uh, 316. You're down a little bit, $1,100. If you followed the new Instagram account of Gallery Furniture at Gallery, no, see, it used to be a Gallery Furniture J Don. No longer. I don't know why you put that in the notes. It's not the account anymore. It's Ask for Wolfman Furniture on Instagram. First 100. Would you check out the account? Because if there's 100 followers, we're not going to do this. Uh, but if you were one of the first 100 followers, be listening for your phone to ring uh, because you may want a brand new recliner to put wherever you'd like to put it. Stick it wherever you want to stick it. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, 1600 Browns per Joe, Gainesville. At Ask for Wolfman Furniture on Instagram. They I'm post, checking it out they now. They post photographs of, uh, they probably get three, four, five trucks a week in Gainesville with beautiful furniture for every room in your house. And at Gallery Furniture, you don't have to wait for a special day. Uh, we to need get to get, we need to keep going. Y'all can keep going. All right. So you, this is your opportunity to win that free recliner from Ask for Don at Gallery Furniture at Ask for Wolfman Furniture on Instagram. They post pictures of all the stuff that comes in. Uh, you don't have to have a special day, like uh, Labor Day, Veterans Day. It's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Just every day you get great deals on furniture. And you know what? The reason you are having to go to a new Instagram account is because their old one was held hostage. They, but guess it. what you're not going to be held hostage by? Oh, get it, Donna. Donna and the gang at Gallery Furniture. If you need furniture, head on up. I will tell you, at this game on um, over the weekend, there were people with recliners out there. So I'm thinking about this. Like, if you want to put your recliner in the back of your like pickup truck and take it out and do a tailgate or take it to concerts, you know, like take it right up there with you and take it to a concert, you know, when you want to hear it, you could go up and get an extra recliner just for that. It could be like your concert recliner, your football game recliner. They had a Georgia Bulldog Red um, living room set at gallery last weekend. Um, that uh, was exactly what I just said. It was Georgia Bulldog Red. Is it on the Instagram account? Okay. I don't know. Have you already closed that out? All right. Yeah. Uh, but great deals on furniture every day of the week, every week of the year. Gallery Furniture, same location you've been at for over 40 years. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Ask for Wolfman Furniture is the follow now on Instagram. It's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for Donna when you get there. Ask for Marilyn. Ask for uh, anybody. Ask for Shay. They've all been there uh, since they were uh, since they popped out of the womb, many of them. Same great folks at Gallery Furniture. Been with us since season one, episode one of this podcast. We're also grateful for pod support from our friends, Chris Chitwood and the gang at Fayetteville Ford, just north of the Fayetteville Square, Highway 54, FayettevilleFordGA.com. Come and get your Ford. Come and get your Ford. Where are you going to get it, Donna? Tell me real quick where you're going to get it. Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. A lot of discussion about the lifetime powertrain warranty. Come and get your during this podcast, it's uh, it's good for you. And it's absolutely free with your uh, Ford purchase or many of the pre-owned vehicles on the lot at Fable Ford also come with the lifetime powertrain warranty. We're grateful to uh, Brightmore Healthcare for their support of the podcast. Also, awesome Alpharetta. Play a while, stay a while in awesome Alpharetta. Hype songs for this episode of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Don, you're going with a sad song from Halsey. Actually, it's not sad. Um, Don, I pulled a clip. It seems sad to me. Uh, yeah, I, w- I want to talk about this song. Yeah. You can't nothing unless there's something in it for you. Oh, I feel so sad. Is this a single? I feel so sad. 
Yes. I think I thought I recognized her. Now, she's the friend we referred to in an episode last week. We used to be very good friends with Kelsey Ballerini, and they don't speak now, right? That's correct. This is a great song. Such a good song. I feel so sorry, so sad. What? Um, no, it is a song from her album, Manic. And basically, it is a song about, um, well, the song is You Should Be Sad, but it is kind of a country-influenced song. There's two versions. There's her other version, which is a little rougher, and then the country-influenced inf- um, breakup song. So it just has kind of an acoustic car, uh, guitar, a little country twang. Right, right. And everyone says it's about her and Easy e um, really? who she used to date. And it's just like, if you've ever been wronged, it's one of those really great songs because it's like, you know, I feel, uh, I want to start this out and say, I got to get it off my chest. Got no anger, got no malice, just a little bit of regret. I know nobody else will tell you there's some things I got to say, got to jot it down and then get it out. And then I'll be on my way. And, um, it's just, it's just a really good song. Halsey, H-A-L-S-E-Y. All right. I'm going to add reigning CMA entertainer of the year, Miranda Lambert. All kinds of kinds. Miranda's catching some heat for popping into the Jason Aldean show Friday night at Bridgestone Arena. Who is this? Do we know who this man is? The male vocalist? I think it's somebody from our band. Okay. I like I like the two voices together. So. Jason Aldean does a two-plus-hour show, 23 songs, Friday night, Bridgestone Arena. First time he played Bridgestone in four years. And sold out crowd, of course, in Nashville for Jason Aldean. Uh, it's, it's pretty typical when you're in, in, in play Nashville, you have your friends come and, and, and join you on stage for a couple of songs, as was the case with uh, Jason Aldean Friday night. He had uh, more than a while out. Maybe two songs, including this one, uh, Morgan did a whiskey glasses. His first release. All right. So then Miranda Lambert comes out and they do Drown Some Whiskey, which was a huge hit for them a couple of years ago. So before he brought them out, they beat Morgan and Miranda. Jason said, you know, I thought about calling some of my friends and Ask him to join me tonight here at Bridgestone Arena. And he said, what do you think about Kenny Chesney? And the crowd, of course, cheers. And he says, you know, I thought about calling my friend Luke Bryan. And the crowd goes crazy. Then he says, and I thought about calling Marin Morris. And the crowd just, just a, a sea of booze. Mm. He's getting a jab in after the, you know, his wife and, and Marin kind of went at it. We talked about this in previous episodes. But is, is, is it dead now, do we think? I think it probably is. I think so, yeah. Do you think Jason Aldean, this was this was a, a smart move, a smart-ass move? Was this uh Well, I don't think he said a whole lot about it, you know, in social media, even though the girls have been going at it. So it's probably like, you know, he's he was home, hometown crowd. He's just trying to um, make sure that people, you know, he, make sure that the news bite is that people agree with him. You know what I mean? Like there's this huge crowd of people in he Nashville. He sold the most T-shirts. Exactly, that kind of thing. So Miranda Lambert has been a very um, – Strong ally for the LGBTQ community. Her brother is 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 gay. Uh, she also, you may remember, did a project with Queer Eye for the straight guy for a song that she did not too long ago. The song I just added, all kinds of kinds, is is a song uh, that was dedicated. She dedicated to the LGBTQ community when it came out. I think in twenty thirteen, maybe. So there are people that are calling from Randall Lambert's head 
because she appeared with Jason Aldean Friday night at Bridgestone Arena. I want to read you from a uh, blog that I subscribe to. Miranda Lambert, on the other hand, has not said anything politically polarizing, at least towards the left. In fact, over the last two years, Miranda Lambert has made a concerted effort to display her support to the LBGTQ community and for inclusiveness in country music through numerous offerings and initiatives. According to numerous journalists, artists, and activists, Donna, after her appearance on stage at the Bridgestone Arena on Friday evening with Jason Aldean, all of this goodwill and Miranda's active efforts to make country music a more inclusive place deserves to be called into question. She sang two freaking songs with the man. They've been friends since 2005. They were able to set their political or whatever difference. I don't even know that they have differences, but, but they, if, if they do, they were able. They're friends. Come on. The blog continues by saying this. Uh, multiple people are demanding that Miranda Lambert answer for her actions renouncing their support for Miranda while others are calling on organizations within country music to distance from her, which is an unreasonable, irrational and uh, uh, response from the usual suspects whose commodity in the attention economy is sowing discord on Twitter. Now this blog is for Miranda saying she doesn't owe anybody an apology. You know, it was, it was a pro Miranda Lambert piece that, that I just read, but there are, are journalists and there are activists that are coming I, at her. I don't agree with any of this. I think this is... Of course. Well, why would you? No, but just any of it from start to finish. A couple things. Um, I, I, I had no idea, as I don't think most people, maybe I'm wrong, I had no idea that she was such a supporter. I had no idea that her brother was gay. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm proud of her for all of that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't have any problem with that. I don't think that's what it was. I, I think that this is somebody trying to stir the pot. I do not think that the reason she was booed or it seemed like she was booed is because hey, Miranda. Yeah. She wasn't booed. No, but I'm saying who was coming at like, you mean who's coming at her for the appearance? Yeah. A journal, different journalists and bloggers. I don't think so. Like that. Okay. I don't think so. Right. I think that's that fair, person fair. stirring the pot because I don't think if you stopped, if you stopped a hundred people on the street and you said, what is Miranda Lambert most known for? helping out it would be puppies animals animals yeah you know nobody equates that i mean i wouldn't have even known like i said that her brother's gay like why does it matter i don't i don't know i think that that's just one particular journalist stirring the pot i thought you said she was booed on stage when she got on stage no no the mayor morris was booed right when he said how about should it be Mary, my special guest my special guest would be mayor morris and i was boo like it wasn't Miranda. there are probably people who would also not equate miranda with being not that she has to be but that might equate her with being more on like a Miranda Lambert. I mean, on a, a Maren Morris type side. Correct. I, I, I would like agree with her. That. I would agree with that. Because she is a very fiery female. She's yes. incredibly independent. A lot of men in country music, people don't like that. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I could see them not th- them not wanting Jason to align with her, but having nothing to do with what, she, what it was written by the people, uh, Don Henry, who wrote a uh, Kathy Matea tune and it was co-written with Philip Coleman. So I, I don't know. I mean, like Marcus Doling is the music reporter for the national, the Tennessean, the, the newspaper, biggest newspaper, the daily in Nashville. He was there. He's a, he's a man of color. I want to say as, as I read this, uh, he was there to review the show Friday night for the Tennessean. Uh, just one quick paragraph that he wrote. As divorcing the music from the man grows difficult for many country music fans, that pales to the enormity his legacy will likely simultaneously achieve. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Jason Aldean. Oh, okay. Uh, Jason Aldean. And and, and people are trying to divide ACM Artist of the Decade 
top bar on Broadway in downtown Nashville. Sold 56,000 tickets in less than an hour at Sanford Stadium. You were there, Donna. That night in Athens? Yes. His legacy is untouchable. Uh, all this drama is just typical Twitter nonsense that won't affect his career. Wrote one person on Twitter and uh, thinks that that's a great take as well. Have you seen Carrie Underwood playing the drums? You showed me. Wow, Amazing. Listen. She's like Animal Carrie from the kicked, Muppet Show. kicked off her uh, Denim and Diamonds tour. What is it? Denim and Rhinestones tour in Greenville, South Carolina this past weekend on Friday. 43 city tour runs in, uh, I think, through March of next year in Seattle is where it ends. In, the, in her off time, Carrie has taken to learn how to play the drums. You're going to hear the audio here. It's about midway through... Uh, the first night, all right, so about midway through the set, she's introducing the band members, right? And it's pretty standard. You know, all artists kind of do that in, at some point during the concert. She introduces, you're going to hear her here, um, introduce her drum player that actually travels with her. That's, that's not Carrie playing there. That's her drum. Right now, I would like to introduce to you my band. So give it up nice and loud. And our drums, Seth House. Seth is her drum player in the band. Everybody's focusing on Seth. Miranda climbs up into a drum cage, a second drum cage, a cage on stage. This is where the audience realizes what's going on right here. And this is Karen Edward playing the drums from this point forward. It's unbelievable. Listen, were you not impressed? Totally. Watching the video? I think she's super talented. I mean, again, I'm not the hugest Carrie Underwood fan as a as an artist, but I mean, I think her talent is unbelievable. There was a great um, video on TikTok of her. She kind of flies on one of those, or she's standing on one of those uh, things that goes over the audience, and she was flying over her husband, Mike, and her son. Yeah, a song she drums to in concert is a kind of an obscure Guns N' Roses song. Poor Everybody Else. P-O-O-R. Poor Everybody Else. It was from uh, Chinese Democracy, I think, in uh, yeah. 2004, 2008, maybe. Um, but then in her encore, she comes back out and does a second GNR song. She's would, a rocker. But would you not have said to her, I don't know who the person would be that would have the, uh, I don't know, somebody that's close to her in her circle. Would you not say, you know what, Carrie, can we, can we find another rock song to do in place of one of the two GNR songs? I don't think you're going to tell her anything. because she. I mean, you know that at some point during that show, she's going to do gospel music and she's going to do rock music. True that. True you that. know? True that. True that indeed. If I seem too complicated for you. Sing it, Clarissa Clark. Bear 92.5, Cadillac Jack's Christmas in the Country with Calista Clark. Tickets are on sale today if you're listening on Upload Day. Uh, the, October the 18th. Tickets on, went on sale this morning at 10 a.m. $10 in advance, $15 at the door. Uh, all proceeds benefit the empty stocking fund. If you're in the South Atlanta area, love to see you Saturday, December the 17th. December 17th. For Cadillac Jack's Christmas in the Country with Calista Clark. She's from that area. Love that. And she's getting ready. Uh, I'm going to spend next Tuesday with her. Um, and then she's leaving for Europe doing a European tour with Brett Young uh, for the entire month of November and then coming back to uh, spend her holidays at home. I love that. And going to give us a day for the... Uh, so for do the, her parents still live down there? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Stephanie and Nick are her mother and father. And they still live in, in Pike County. That's awesome. In Zebulon. Big fans of the Afternoon Ride with Cadillac Jack. And I hope you'll tune in when you can to the Bear 92.5. It is uh, absolutely free to listen using the app that you can find in any app store. Just search for the Bear 925. You hear us talking about the great restaurants. You hear us talking about the great shopping, the great entertainment, the great events that we have in Awesome Alpharetta. We invite you to come to Awesome Alpharetta and become a two-wheel tourist. Park your car. 
and take to uh, take to uh, man start at the Greenway, which is a great place to start if you want to do some biking, Don. No kidding. Um, our daughter Olivia is a huge biker and spent so much time on the Greenway. And if you have listened to our podcast for a very long time, you may recall a famous episode where I decided during the pandemic in the height of the pandemic that Olivia and I were going to become bikers. And I think that this really like ignited her love for biking. Now, what you need to know is I biked in a pair of velvet loafers and I got out onto the greenway and quickly learned that my bike did not have a chain. Okay. What was the name of that? The title of that episode, Donna's chainless bike or something? Chainless bike. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, I had no idea until I got out there and I didn't have, I bought these bikes. I don't think Olivia's had a chain either. And we just were just pedaling as fast as we could. We weren't going anywhere. Interesting. You bring this up because I noticed over the weekend, I just happened to notice in in the garage, there are two of the bikes that were purchased that are laying on their sides. um, Yes. And have been for since I think probably the day you bought them. Well, I don't know about that. The cobwebs all over. We gave them a run. I mean, it was just something I thought we'd want to do, but you do want to bike because we have some of the prettiest areas to bike in. And the Greenway, um, it's called the Big Creek Greenway. That's where you start. And that's where you start. And there's different points to get on. Um, You can get, it's um, basically, it's a concrete trail and it's like nine miles. And it goes through, and they say it meanders. And the reason they say that is because it's like a really, really pretty, pretty area. There will be times when you bike on the Greenway when I have done this, when I finally got my chain on and I got out there, folks, where I had to stop because deer walk out onto the Greenway. They're, they like love to see people and they come out there and it's just so, so, so pretty. Um, and so you can get on the mile zero portion um, is at the city limits of Alpharetta and Roswell and it ends at the Marconi trailhead. Um, and it's just amazing. People get out there and walk on it. So if you're not a biker, you can walk. Um, you can, you know, have your little kiddo on a scooter or a little baby bike. And it's just a great place to go out and be with your family, get out in nature and walk. And it is beautiful out there. Safe. Or walk or ride. Yeah, safe. And, and just get out there and do your bike. See the entire city on two wheels. Uh, and I would like to take this opportunity, Donna, to encourage those that, that enjoy biking to explore the, the, the Greenway in Alpharetta that, that we have uh, taxpayers have paid for. A, a nice, beautiful uh, place to go specifically made for biking. Yeah. So why would you want to bike on a two-lane road in, 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 in the suburbs you know, and hold up traffic? <laughs> I just don't understand. Why, why would you do that? You have, you have your own spot to go. I can't take my truck and go drive anywhere else but the road. Now the you highway. can't take your truck on the Greenway. You know, so you can't. So take your bike and go to the Greenway, sir. Ma'am, take your, you don't need to be wearing those shorts, first of all, okay? Let's be clear about that. That color's not you, nor is that pattern, nor is that uh, that, 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 that material that you're wearing. Mm. You're biking shorts there. Goodness gracious. Uh, let's, let's go to the Greenway. Let's take it to the Greenway. I'm going to get t-shirts made to say that. Let's take it to the Big Creek Greenway. Take it, take, awesome it out the su- take it out of the suburbs to the Greenway. To the Greenway. It's paid for. It's for biking, okay? That's what it's all about. Become a two-wheel tourist. The Cadillac Jack, my second night podcast, is free. Today it is. It's our intent to keep it that way. We have an ask of you, though. Instead of a monthly cost, it's free. And we would like you to take the time when you can, when you find it, okay? Find some time in your day and write a review for the podcast. That's how we uh, continue to land in the top 100 every week in our categories of entertainment, news, and music. Podcast discovery is the biggest challenge you have as a podcast host. People finding your podcast, the best way that they find it is your reviews, your word of mouth to your friends and your family. The holidays are coming up. If you're having a conversation about podcasts at, at dinner or at a family gathering over the holidays, drop it in that you enjoy the podcast and encourage people to download, listen, and laugh. Maybe y'all could listen to it before you eat your Thanksgiving dinner Whatever it together. Takes. Whatever it takes. Join because hands. Let me, let me tell you something. If we don't get five reviews by the end of the week, there's going to be a fee. There's going to be, at the beginning of the year, we're going to put up a paywall. Okay, well, we're not. Okay. Well, we are. We will. He's not in charge of that. All right. Pod remains free because of the generous support of our partners like Awesome Alpharetta and like T-Mobile, reliable internet for 50 bucks a month. Free yourself from internet BS. 
and guests of the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast, state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brand you know depends on and trust Marriott Hilton and Weston. Cadillac Jack. Audio for this episode from <sighs> Alabama and RCA Records, Brandon Lambert and Sony Music Nashville, Charlie Daniels and Karma Sutra Records, Halsey and Capital Records, CBS Sports on Twitter, University of Tennessee on Twitter, Carrie Underwood and AEG Presents. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Subscribe to The Letter. It is the e-newsletter component to the podcast and radio show weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Eastern in the afternoon ride with Cadillac Jack. The Bear, 92.5. It's a fun four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 9, 10. Anything, Donna, before we go? Uh, no, that's it. Text left on red. No spaces. Red is the color. Left on red to the number 22828 to subscribe for free. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell. And Dingo Studios here in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. does look good on you does it mm-hmm. well, what does what doesn't look good on me i mean everything looks good on me oh humbleness yeah all right goodbye